Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hello and welcome to an H&J Daily Podcast. That's right. And uh, you were here today. I, I am. Andy Goldstein, that Andy is me. Goldstein, yeah, you should make that clear. Always an honour to to be on well, the Millennium Falcon. Great to have you. Uh, Carl Donnelly, the comedian, popped in. He was on good form. He was great. Yeah, really nice. And Martin Keona had a... He tipped up, actually. He tipped up. Martin Keona, you'll hear about that. Martin Keona managed to find some sport to watch on TV. There's not a lot. But no, he did well. He did well. Uh, we had a little bit of a chat. And uh, a new... Oh, I was very excited about this. An appearance from Todd... Not Todd Macklin, who always appears every Friday, but his brother, Rod. Rod. Mac. was great. You'll hear him. Rod, he made his debut on Talk Sport. That, that suggests there's more of him to come. <laughs> well, there might be. <laughs> uh, good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, everybody. And uh, I've been really enjoying the golf, actually. I'm glad we're going to be speaking to Tommy Fleetwood in a minute, which I'm quite excited about. I was going to... <laughs> you know the thing you always do this, don't you? I was going to back him, and then I didn't get to the... To the I don't do online betting. Why so not? I didn't, so, so, too, I'm too old. <laughs> you do other online stuff. I do other online stuff, but no, I actually like going into the betting show. I like the giving the cash over, and then when I, I know what you mean. if you win, getting the cash back. If it goes into your account, it's fine. I do have done online betting, but I always feel it's sort of you know it's sort of you never it's a bit nebulous. It's, you sort of win, but then you it's just in your you account. don't see it. Yeah, I like folding. Okay, so, I get so that. So I was going to back Tommy, but I didn't. Why? Why were you going to back him? I mean, he hasn't won it. That's... No, no, because I just fancy he's been in good form, and okay. I thought he, he had a chance. But uh, I tell you, he did play well. Matthew Southgate, he was two under, and with that name, we shouldn't be surprised. I was wondering, did he play in a waistcoat? <laughs> he <laughs> should have done. He should have done. If better. he gets to the last four, there'll be... That's about all the sport I've got for this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? We're we off air now. <laughs> well, <laughs> just quickly, a bit of history yeah. was made this morning, Andy, because oh, yeah. you and I read our openers out from our telephones. Yeah, I've never done that before. Nor have I. No, the printers weren't working. <laughs> I used to come up with something there. Sent you a text. That's good. Uh, a swimmer was bitten by a seal in what is believed to be the first attack of its kind in British waters. Okay. And it's been blamed. Uh, experts believe it may have been protecting its young or simply had bad eyesight. <laughs> Should have gone to seal savers. Oh. <laughs> 
Now, Major, before the break, we'll carry on talking about, I suppose, well, I say carry on, we, are, we just touched on them, but uh, the reason we're doing that is because uh, our studio guest has tipped up, our second one of the day. Tipped Comedian, up. That's what you say, <laughs> tipped up. Comedian and Spurs fan, Carl Donnelly joins us. Carl, hello. Good afternoon. Thanks for tipping up. No, yeah, I've never heard that either. You know, I no. no, I haven't heard it's that tipped either. tipped up. Where is that from? My mouth did yeah. it for seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, just invented it. No, I think it's very common. I think it's very common in the I've East End of London. Yeah. That'll be your show next year. Tipped up. Tipped yeah. up. Joe Connolly's tipping up. <laughs> How should we start talking about your show? Because you've got one at the I've fringe in what, 10 days? I start in 13 days. Okay. Yeah, so it's called Strictly Carl Donnelly this year. All right. I sort of sometimes go for sort of a laboured pun. Because that sort of works. Mm. Some people go, oh, it's like Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. It's not really a pun. <laughs> it's basically I've just got the same first letters of those words. Exactly. Yeah. But it works. It makes us all talk I about it. I couldn't work it. I didn't know what you were talking about. But I had one the other it. year, which was called Now That's What I Carl Donnelly. Which that's is, nice. That I is like nice, that. but it still doesn't work that technically more, as a pun. That would have been more t topical this week because it's their 100th oh, album. It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. When's it out? Uh, <laughs> this week when's that tipping up <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how long I was going to say I, I remember my first ever now that's what I call music I bought really? number 10 you bought my, number 10 yeah my aunt took me to the shop I was about 9 years old 10 years old Mm. It's quite a process. They, they, I don't know. I was watching the one show. I don't know why. Where's this conversation going? <laughs> yeah, about now. That's what I call music, and uh, how they put it all together, and how difficult it is, and they've got to clear all the thing from the record companies. Yeah. So they they make a choice, and then if they don't get the record, they have to do something else. It's quite complicated. <laughs> Who would have thought it? Eh? <laughs> so I nearly turned this show down as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the one show is there for. Isn't it? Absolute inane. Exactly. Yeah. That hour of your life. It yeah. is marvelous. coming up next. Vacuum cleaners. <laughs> Um, let's talk about your, your stand-up then. Um, yeah. How long is it taking you to... Presumably this is all new material? Yeah. So I, just, I sort of... It, I do the Fringe every year, so I normally just start writing it probably end of the year, start of the year. And I do it quite leisurely. I'm not somebody who sort of... I don't like panicking and stressing, so I just write leisurely for the whole sort of run-up to the Fringe. And then we start previewing it in June, July, so you start working out where you're at. And okay. Then it just you're come, it just you're honing it. Yeah. You know, and, and dropping all the bits that were poorly thought out in that six months. So you've done like, sort of warm-up gigs then? Yeah, I've probably done about six or seven of them now, and I've got about another five before the and, festival. And how much of your, your current um, act is compared compared to the first one you did? Oh, it's totally hard, different? Yeah, it's so different. I did a, I did first time I ran some of it out was in, I think, March, and I reckon that was an hour long, and I reckon I've got ten minutes of that is currently wow. in the show. But then it because that's six months later, you change a lot. I, well, I do anyway, yeah. I'm quite... So this is Malleable. a bit of a retrospective glance at the last decade of your life. It is, yeah, sort of, but not too. Last year I did a show that was really personal and it was great and it felt like I was, you know, exercising demons. But ultimately, you do feel so self-indulgent at the end of each show. Like you, you sort of feel like you've got more out of it than the audience. <laughs> so this year I thought, you know what? I've done been doing it for ten years. I'm going to do the funniest hour I can do. Oh, that's good. No, I'm not getting anything off my chest this year. Is it, is it difficult to remember the hour? No, well, that's what the warm-up sort of things are for. And also, I don't really struggle because I don't really write, per you know, my, I don't write perfectly worded jokes. Most of my stuff is sort of story-ish. Right. So normally it's a true story. So it comes to, from telling it on stage, I learn it because I'm saying, I, ne I never write it out first. I just write the idea mm. and tell that story. 
So by telling it on stage, I work out the best way it, I can tell it. Is there a formula? I mean, I know that may, may be a silly question because if there was one, presumably you'd use it for every single anecdote. <laughs> There's a formula. It, I would it, be the, on a, uh, a bit of the O2. But, the, on the <laughs> one show every night. <laughs> but the reason I ask that is that... that I, Talking about now that's I, why I call music. Yeah. How they get their PRS clearance, guys. Exactly. But, but I've always found, that, and when I say what I'm going to say, I don't mean to your level, but whenever I've written anything, even if it's something funny in a birthday card or whatever, I've always found that when you write it and when you say it out loud, it's completely different oh definitely some so, comics I think have a much closer between the two like there's sort of some really good one liner type comics like mm. Gary Delaney and people like that who they write it perfectly because they know how to structure a joke but I don't know how to he do that. He came <laughs> so in this, he came in this week, Gary, and he was talking about the process of this and how many jokes he actually writes. That's he, insane. He can just churn them out. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never actually seen him perform. Is it? Is it like Tim Vine? Is it a similar sort of... He's much darker than Tim Vine. Oh, right, so his okay. stuff is quite, you know, near the edge. Oh, but right, Tim is... Okay. I mean, Tim is... one. Of, I think Tim's one of my favourite comedians. Oh, he's very and funny. He's so silly. Yeah. Mm. Have you seen him ever do, seen him do pen behind the ear? No. So he does a thing with pen behind the ear where... He doesn't. He just says that, and then the music. He's got. He's written a jingle, and it just goes pen behind the ear, pen behind the ear, <laughs> and basically gets a big pen out, a, bat, a box of bics, and tries to throw them and land one behind his ear. <laughs> but it takes him. A, I've seen it. I did see it at Latitude, and it took about twelve minutes of him just trying to land a pen behind his ear. <laughs> and it went through every wave of emotion with the audience. At first, they thought it was really funny. Yeah. And after about three minutes, they were like, he's genuinely going to keep doing this. <laughs> so they, then they went through a sort of angry phase. And then he almost landed one, and he all screamed and got excited and went got back into sort of enjoying it. And after about 12 minutes, when it got landed, you had 3,000 so people in the tent lose their minds. It. It, was, it was so brilliant. And he's just, he's just that sort of silly... It must be difficult for a comedian not to try and sound like their favourite comedian. Yeah, definitely. It, it, because someone I absolutely adore listening to do stand up is Ricky Gervais, mm. right? I think you know we're all big fans. And sometimes I'll find myself if I'm amongst friends or and I'll I'll it will just happen. I'll say something that I know he would have yeah, said because yeah, yeah. the style of which he produces the punchline of a gag is you know yeah, that's yeah. going to make people laugh you tend to spot that with newer comics a lot of newer oh, okay. comics for the first couple of years sound like their favourite comics so you always see like a little mm. crop of Ricky Gervais's like who do that sarcastic like yeah yeah that's like, just constantly <laughs> saying that at the end of their joke or you'll see people that sound a lot like Stuart Lee's really emulated okay. yeah yeah, well, I, I reckon, yeah, I suppose, I, yeah, because I think I've been doing it long enough, I've developed my own style now that I don't do, sort of copy Do you enjoy else. it? Do you get nervous when you go on stage? Do you know what? I don't get nervous until about a minute before I go on, and then I basically question every life decision <laughs> that has led to that point. I have this proper one-minute blind really? panic that just dissipates. The moment I go on stage, it's gone, but I have a minute where I think, why Why would I possibly Can think I, I could do this? Can I give you some advice? Go on a yeah. minute earlier, then you won't have that. Yeah. <laughs> Get the, tell them right. Tell me, don't tell me when you're going to announce me on. Just, just go. Just shout my name. But then I've had that, that before. When I've been in the toilet, so that's bad. Most people, most comedians at Edinburgh do their own as announcements. So they'll say, yeah. "Will you welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Carl Donnelly?" And you think, "Well, that's Carl saying that." So do you, it, do you... yeah. Last year at my show, I did it. I was just I mooched around the room while they were coming in. Yeah. Just I thought it'd be fun. I thought I'd do that for well, a while. Stage. No, yeah, and the audience. I just sort of mooched around saying hello to people. <laughs> like, Right, like that's a sort quite, of, that's quite you know, like, like a, a, warm a waiter or something. At least tell me no one recognises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this div? <laughs> oh, well edited. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> now we should say you are a Spurs fan. Yeah, and uh, staying with comedy. Yeah. <laughs> a bit harsh. I mean, they've been. We almost won the World Cup. <laughs> yes. 
exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you let us down, didn't you? Yeah, we, we did, I, yeah, go yeah, a bit yeah, Spurs. It's amazing that people yeah. did write that, didn't they? People said, "Oh, yeah, it was Spurs' fault that England didn't win the, you know, that semi-final," which I thought was a bit harsh, yeah, especially really. when basically Trippier got us to the semi-final almost single-handed. Yeah, yeah I think it's. Yeah, I mean, I think we were very lucky to. It was amazing, wasn't it? I, I mean, I loved it, but I think the Spurs players in particular sort of did very. Well, like a lot of people were trying to write off Ali, but think about him. He, like when he got that goal in the quarterfinal, hmm. he does that. That's the thing. He can look rubbish for two games and then mm. score the most important goal of the, the month. Mm. So it was. I loved it. I loved watching. It would be Spurs interesting players. to see what they do in the transfer window because they've got this new stadium. Yeah, got, you know, and they've got a great team, and it's been a, a great couple of years for Tottenham, two or yeah. three years. But you know, there is that feeling now that. They need to step up to the next level. But then there's that fear of they do an Arsenal and have to spend a couple of years sort of tightening the purse strings just to, you know, because we've mm. spent a lot of money on the stadium. So hopefully we do, you know, buy some players. Cause obviously, like, teams like Liverpool are just hoovering up everyone. So it's yeah. getting a bit annoying watching. Happens mm. every do, year. Spurs do you, are just Do you waiting. mind, though, because there, there's always that comparison with Arsenal, you know, getting yeah. into top four, that's the trophy. But with, with Spurs, and I get the comparisons, but I feel with Spurs, it's it's a recent thing of success you've had, oh, being yeah. a good team and being entertaining. And I think, personally, I think Spurs fans have got maybe four or five more years without winning a trophy, but doing well before you start questioning the manager. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll never question. I'll, I'll, I love it. I'll, you know, so I grew, it I grew 20 up. years when he's still there. Yeah. It's also about the way they play. <laughs> so you finish third, you get in the top four, all right, you don't win anything, but they play pretty good football. Well, it's weekend. fun, yeah. yeah and anyone who lived through the 90s, mm. just I can't understand how they'd be miserable of finishing fourth. Do you know what I mean? Watching us... Go through the relegation battles. I think I think the problem is entitlement is what it is. I was winding Paul up, but I think this is true that if Real Madrid's new manager, I'm not sure even why they appointed him, but if he doesn't work out and it's not a great season for them and they don't win the Champions League and they don't win La Liga, I think they will look at somebody like Pochettino. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of the big clubs are already. So Mm. I think you know we've got a probably. I mean, that's why we need to win something, I suppose, is so we can keep him, Mm. you know, and keep our best players. Obviously, a few players. uh, You sent half. Um, not for Tong and the other one. Sanchez? No, no uh, Alvira. Oh, he may be leaving. Yeah, um, um, but he was out for like the yeah. majority of the end of the season. We did all right. Sanchez, exactly. Sanchez really has done well since he, he came has in. Done. And also, yeah, my mind's gone black now. Dembele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, he's definitely coming to the end of his. He's but these, like, these are big, really big game players. Andy mentioned earlier, yeah. I suppose, got like maybe 12 or 13 top, top class yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. Well, these two are in that bracket. Yeah. I think Harry Dembele, I, I would say most Spurs fans who watch them week in, week out would say Dembele, especially last season, had the season that we all went, right, he's starting to lose his finesse. He gets a bit clumsy and gets a mm. bit... He wasn't, great. He wasn't a bit. great in the semi-final. No. You know, United. Amopo um, liked him to Maradona recently. Do you know that? No. Yeah, that's true. On his day, he's one of the most graceful footballers I've ever watched. Who, Maradona? I almost swore that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Exactly. <laughs> but um, Dembele, like, he, just, he just glide around the pitch. But he's got last year... The, the sort of clumps now and again he'd get a bit clumsy loved the yellow card last season so yeah. you just you can see he's starting to lose a little bit of that touch who do you fancy for the title I can't see anyone ca- catching City still I think they're going to have another season really dominating mm. and then maybe I think you might even get a Liverpool who've now got an amazing sort of you know, foundation that they've built the last few years and bought a few good players that might push on yeah mm. it's going to be interesting I can't see yeah. United are still I don't think under Mourinho will win that title See, we were getting on so well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just quickly before you go, you got a tattoo on your right arm. 
Is, yes. that, is that the 81 Spurs squad? <laughs> People always think this is my set list from doing gigs. <laughs> oh my it does what, look like it, doesn't it? What is that? What's it's actually from a hymn uh, called When a Night One is Spurs. I'm not even religious. No. I've oh. got that after a divorce. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a classic post-divorce. Did you show her after and go, see? That's what you're missing out on. Brilliant. Okay, well, I want to know more about that. Have we got time? Yes, we have. We got out. No, we haven't. Okay. Uh, just uh, quickly, uh, we've talked about you at the Fringe in yeah. 13 days' time. How can people get tickets? Uh, well, it's actually, we- I'm doing a weird thing with the free festival this year. You just show up. It's a big room, so there'll be loads of room. But like, it's um, it's free to get in, it's and then you can make a donation yeah, on the way out. I like. thought, I was, I've done it for 10 years, and I thought it'd be nice to just do it in a way that anyone can come and okay. the free fringe back. is a, is a so, yeah. sort of development in the last three or four years yeah. a really good thing I I've, I've never yeah. done it so I thought it would just be interesting yeah, yeah. So you, to, sorry do comedians have that choice then or is everyone that plays there uh, so if you're doing you, you basically decide if, if I'm going to do a free festival venue okay. then I can do it on this model and if the others are ticketed so I've done it always done it ticketed okay. this year I thought I'm going to just mix it up so basically people go to the counting house at 6.45 every day and I'll be doing my show and they just you know, get there because I imagine it. You know, on the weekends it will definitely fill up, okay. and weekdays you might be able to just roll in. Well, my advice is tip up early, tip and, up, <laughs> and get your ticket. <laughs> good uh, stuff. Hey, Carl, listen, real pleasure meeting Cheers. you. Thanks so much for coming in, and good luck good with stuff. the Take it easy. festival as well. More, uh, more for me and Andy Jacobs right after this. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, let's take a quick look ahead to the upcoming Premier League season now. Thanks to Talk Talk, we're bringing you all the action with their amazing fiber and Sky Sports deal and the new season is getting ever closer so we thought we might take a look at 
some of the changes of kit, Andy, and all the mm. pressure has been on, and all the publicity has been about mm. Manchester United's kit, which I understand from the papers costs four thousand pounds. It does if you buy just... the full kit. Yeah, that's right, and yeah. uh, they don't have to buy. It's not compulsory, of course. Uh, last time I checked, they didn't sort of say to you at Old Trafford, "You can't come in if you haven't bought the kit." Yeah, that's right. That's so, true. And also, you, you know, it is interesting this distinction between the sixty-four pound kit, the one that we, most people will buy. You know, the, the bog standard, yeah. And the one that the players wear. I don't see why you'd want the one that the players wear unless you were playing. I mean, I can't, I suppose there is a market for it, but I can't see yeah. who, why you want to pay another 40-odd quid. You've got to be in good shape, quid. haven't you? You've got to be sort of cut. You've got to look like, you know, yeah. you've got to be able to wear it like the players it's wear it and carry it off. fabric. I mean, what, what do you need that for, to go to the to pub? tip beer down it in burgers. <laughs> it's very, very true. It's very true. Now, my club... Tottenham's new kit. Mm. It's got this odd fading uh, thing that makes the shorts mm. and the and the shirt feel as one. So it looks like they're wearing a kind of cycling outfit, a bit like the Cameroon kit. Yeah, like a whole bodysuit. I'm really yeah, not sure nice. about. Well, it. it has a very nice touch. Uh, Danny Kelly pointed out this that uh, there's the coordinates of the old uh, centre spot at White Hart Lane sewn into the back of the neck of the shirt. Wow, what about that? Have you not that? seen that? No, I've, oh, yeah. that's, that's news to me. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, like 22 degrees latitude west and all that, whatever it is. I think there comes a point in your life when you can't get away with a football shirt. Do you find that? I mean, you just can't wear it, you know. Well, it depends on your stomach, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, it just... They, <laughs> As a kind of leisure garment, you know, you, I don't know what age is it? What's the cutoff? What's the cutoff for football shirt? Well, you reached it, didn't you? About four years ago, you decided just, not no, to wear it anymore. Well, I felt it was unlucky. That's yeah. why I stopped wearing. Oh, really? Yeah. What, wearing the club shirt. Yeah. The club shirt. That's not good when the club shirt's <laughs> yeah, yeah. unlucky. Well, you buy a new one and then you put it on for the first game, and then they lose. That's, that's always a bad sign. There. But that's then a you, touch over superstitious. I think also kits have gone a bit mad. I don't like the new Chelsea kit. I first of all, don't like the neck on it. That's a really strange, yeah. non... If I used to be in menswear, that would be a real stick. You can wear pearls with it. That's the um, nice thing. It's quite low. It's a very poor... And the flecks of colour on it, I, you know, no. apart from Robert Fleck, I can't think anybody would enjoy it. Really. Nice link, that. So much. there we are. Just uh, a flavour of uh, some of the stuff that's going on pre-season. Uh, and you can find out more about Talk Talk's unbeatable fibre and Sky Sports package and keep on top of all the Premier League action at talksport.co.uk <laughs> Welcome back to our number two of Hawksby Jacobs uh, Paul's away till next week so it's me Andy Goldstein with you till 4pm alongside the wonderful Andy Jacobs uh, Yeah Go on, oh, what you saying? Well I'm a bit concerned because um Todd Macklin, I've just got an email from him, and he may not be able to do oh. this afternoon's slot, which is a little bit worrying, because we always have it on a Friday, yeah. but he has said that his brother, Rod, Rod Macklin, is available. So, uh, apparently, he's done a little report, and okay. uh, are we ready? Have we, have we got uh, we got Rod? Yeah, he, here he is. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Andy and Andy, the two landers. It's Rod Macklin here with all your weekly news from across the pond. Now, let's start with baseball. And the New York Yankees' Derek Gator got stopped by the NYPD this week when he's telling a that his Ford Mustang wasn't working. Now, Gator's uncle used to be friends with the mayor of New York's cousin who once went to dinner with Rudy Giuliani. He just let him out with a $50,000 fine. Now, you know you like a bit of LeBron news. I can tell you that this week saw the sale of a 10 million LeBron headband. 
The buyer was a Brad Brennan, a real annoyed, who said after he found out the news, wow, I can't believe my luck. I just went into a Walmart to buy it for $19.99 and found out the headband is a 10 million. And that's not it, guys. Because it's a 10 million whatever bought, LeBron signed it, and now it's worth $3 trillion. And finally, Andy's Tom Brady's, you may remember, missed out on his sixth NFL ring. Well, would you believe it? His dog ate one by accident, leaving the New England Patriots star with just four. But they took him straight to the vets, who operated on the dog and got it out. And now that ring is worth half a billion dollars. Well, that's it for me. Well, I'm laughing over here, and I got some good news for you, because my brother Todd will be joining you in the show later on. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> All 51 states of your accent <laughs> was incredible. Oh, I should say that obviously wasn't uh, Rod <laughs> I, love, I love the way you felt you had to point that out. Okay. <laughs> oh, they've got his brother, Rod, on this. <laughs> Fantastic, wasn't it? Brilliant. Oh, well, thanks very much for that. That's uh, We won't play that to Todd, obviously. <laughs> he might be listening to it. No, he might be true. listening to it. No, he won't be very happy about it. Now, uh Two th- actually, well, there's two things really. You're, you are probably our resident Noel Gallagher expert, oh, and uh, well, you are really. And there's there's two stories really. There's one about uh, I don't know if you saw the tweet from Liam. Gallagher. I did see that. Yes, you see that. Do you think there's anything in that? No, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> and uh, I, I, listen, I, I have no idea. It's the brutal, honest answer to that. I doubt it. Okay, I doubt it. And apparently, uh, Noel mocked his young son for crying when England were knocked out of the World Cup. Apparently, he offered little comfort. I don't know if this is true or not. He said, "My uh, Noel said, my oldest lad was distraught in the pub when they went out in the semi-finals, and he was crying, like properly crying. Uh, but he, he basically told him not to be so." Silly. I think Noel is more of an Ireland fan than England fan. Oh, really? Yeah. They, there was pictures of him, uh, a video of him at one of the gigs saying, "It's definitely not coming home. You lot need to wake up." And then they started <laughs> booing him, and then oh, I can't good. then tell you what he said. But um, I think he's more Ireland than England. So that wouldn't surprise me, that one. No, that's fair enough. Now, I had this story, and I can't even find it, which is very typical, really, of, of me. Uh, hold on, no, it's not there. No, it's not there either. Do you want me to get more of Rod Macklin? Oh, no, here it is. <laughs> this is good. This is a thing that sick Brits will be able to ask Alexa to diagnose their illnesses after the NHS have joined with Amazon to develop a virtual doctor. So I don't know if you sort of ask it and it keeps you two weeks waiting for an answer. <laughs> That's be. nice. Do you no, have one of those Amazons? or? Uh... No, no, I couldn't be You don't like that? that? I couldn't be dealing with that. I've got the Google one. Have you? Yeah. Is it good? It turns it... my lights on. Though. Is it called Siri or something? No, like hey that? Google is what you say. Hey but, Google. But, but you know, if you're, list, if you're listening in your, in your kitchen now, for mm. argument's sake, on mm. a normal radio, yeah. and you've got one of them next to you, a Siri or a Google, if I shouted out an instruction mm. like, um, hey Google, Play Happy Days theme tune. It would now be playing it in that person's house. So if somebody's listening to it, and that's, that yeah, would be work. quite annoying. Yeah, yeah, that's why I did it. Now I know you're a fan of double entendre, so you're gonna you're gonna love this story. Have you got one to give me? I have. This is a, this is a quote from yesterday. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, this is to do with the, the fact that Viagra now is available, has been for some time now, without prescription, and it's become very popular. How do you know this? Well, it was in the Sun yesterday. Oh, right, okay, yeah. And uh, this is uh, quoted, uh, Chloe Humphrey Page of the retail analyst uh, IRI. Pagey? Yeah, that's her. She said, everything's on the up. Market penetration... <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what she said. Market penetration is increasing, and we're seeing firm growth in sales since it was made available over the counter. 
Do you think she was? I think she was being funny, wasn't she? Obviously. Do you think so? Oh yeah, yeah, I, so. I imagine so. Can't possibly yeah. have meant that. I, don't, I doubt it anyway. Um, what else have we got here? That's that one. Oh yes, Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she might be getting married, and she's got a new health regime. We do like this. Gwyneth. Gwyneth. Uh, yeah. I'm all over the place with me bits of What's paper. What's happened today. to you today? I don't know. It's Rod. He's got to you. That's what it is. Rod, hey, you know why? <laughs> where's, where's she gone? It's incredible. You lost this. it. I have. I can't find it in a minute. Why have you got so many pieces? Are they all from today? Are they all for today? No, they're some of them. Well, from only for about the two 40s. weeks. Two weeks worth. It says really. here we could be at war with Germany in a few weeks to come. <laughs> Hold on, I still can't find it, which is incredible because I was thinking of following it myself. This is the, you, which would have been incredible. This is Gwyneth Paltrow and a new diet plan. Is that right? A new diet plan. But oh, here it is. Okay. Marvellous. It's next to news of Five-A-Side Goal Centre. Do you know that goals... No, Five-A-Side centres were, were affected by the snowy weather. It wasn't just the fact that people... What snowy were, weather? Back in March. People couldn't <laughs> play. Hold on. Are you sure you got the right pace? <laughs> this is February's news. <laughs> no, they just announced... Looking forward to the World Cup this year. This should be good. Anyway, back to Gwyneth. For breakfast, she has a choice of ten tropical fruits mixed with nuts. Then for lunch, she has a salad made with four different coloured vegetables. And for dinner, she has a protein shake. Her snacks are tofu or macadamia nuts with bean paste. Mm, sounds yummy. Bean paste? <laughs> yeah. Can you name ten tropical fruits? Uh, pineapple, mango, <laughs> papaya. <laughs> it's quite you, tricky. You've got a tension bed we can play under <laughs> this. Um... Coconut, does that count? It's not yeah, really a fruit, is it? Yeah. Um, what would a coconut be? If it's not a fruit. Tropical fruit. What else? Kiwi, there? would that be one? Kiwi could be, yeah. yeah. Kiwis, you got your kiwis in there. I don't know how she finds ten. There aren't ten, are they? There must be. Oh, well, never mind. Somebody will tell us if there are. Seems we can like maybe turn them into a football like team. That. No, we're not going to do that. That would be awful. Seems I want to know what you're going to say about the goal centres. No, only in the, as much as it's quite interesting, this, because 11, 11 aside pitches were affected so badly. You know, the people were playing double headers and people found it really right. difficult. So they ended up playing on, on sort of artificial pitches, which then affected five aside pitches and it affected the profits of the five aside centres. I thought I'd mention that. See? It's amazing how the knock on effect of the snow in March. I thought you'd be concerned yeah, about that. Yeah, that's great, that is, yeah. Oh, here's a great offer for Caroline Fleck from a bloke that wrote. Flack or Fleck? Flack. Okay. Caroline Fleck is somebody else altogether. <laughs> Robert's sister. Exactly. Uh, can someone please give Caroline Flack my email uh, address, please? I'm a gen genuine old school type of gentleman. I would treat her like a princess, as the bloke wrote to the start. Yes, I'm sure she'd go and wait. <laughs> we could do that deal now. I know Flacky, so we could maybe get them together on the phone. I thought you'd know her, yeah. Why, why do you think that? I don't know how you know these sort of people. Well, only because you probably remember I worked mm. with her on a show called Fash FC. Oh, I remember that. Remember yes. that? My, so she... my son worked on that. Did he? Yeah, of course he did. He, he, in fact, originally was his sort of idea. Zigzag? Zigzag, yeah. Who's your son? Uh, Dan, but he's not there, and he bloody oh, okay. left many. many so he would he have been there? Would he have business. hired me? Uh, well, don't you remember I came down one Sunday? Yes, I do remember that, and and uh, and did a little bit on the show with you. Yeah, half That's before time. we ever met. That's right. It was uh, me and Andy Burton. Yes, you remember that? I am, of course, from Sky. Yes. So your son sorted that out, did he? Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's how I got the Wonder job. Wonder how you got that. I reverse. kept saying, who is this fella? <laughs> is Can we not get Paul Hawksby? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been good. It would have been, would have been better, let's be honest. No, I love that series, by the way, Fashion It was good, wasn't I've it? I've always wanted to... I spoke to Zigzag years and years ago mm. about doing a sort of where are they now, mm. track them all down, all the players, and then yeah. set up another celeb match at the end of it. It was fun, wasn't it? It was basically the idea of it, if I remember rightly, was that Fash would take this team 
sort of normal Sunday league team. Like X-Factor style. X-Factor, and train them up. Mm. And play them in the Sunday league team and see how they get on. All right. It was really good. My favourite bit of that, just, have I got time, John? My favorite, yeah, he's, he's saying no, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, my my favourite part of that was in a cup game. Um, it was half-time. I, can't, I know it was just before the game started. and they, The cameras were in the dressing room. And Fash went up to the, the captain of Fash FC. It was someone Phillips. I can't remember. Jason, Jason Phillips, I think it was. And uh, he said, Jason, come up, come up. Everyone give Jason a round of applause. And Jason stood up. And uh, FA Cup semi-final, or Cup semi-final, not FA Cup, Cup semi-final. Big game, Skipper. I want you to uh, to lead the team by example. I've got something for you. He goes into his bag, pulls out a wooden box and opens, Fash FC, Fash opens the wooden box and in it is a captain's armband. And everyone's like, oh. and he, t- he takes the armband out. <laughs> Skip, give me your arm. And Jason puts his hand up like that and Fash rolls the captain's armband. He said that, is the captain's armband I wore in the 88 FA Cup final. Wow, that's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. And then I turned to Andy Burton, who we were commentating on that, mm. and I went, I thought Dave Besser was captain in that. <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Yeah, well, honestly. Yeah, never, shame. It was a good story, though. It was a good effort was, by Fash. It was. It was great. Bring it back. Bring back Fash FC is what I'd say. Good stuff. Welcome back to the last hour of Hawksby and Jacobs with me, Andy Goldstein, here for Paul Hawksby. Paul's back next week. But some things never change. No, never Thankfully, change. one of them is Martin Kellner. He's in the studio now. Good Bless afternoon, you. Martin. Good afternoon, Andy. You all right? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, Martin, good. Yeah. Well, I've been watching the golf, if you're oh, interested. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah very I'm always I've... interested in what you've been watching. Yes, I thought you would be. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's watched, the point of the slot, really. That is more or less the point of it, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, back Tiger Woods, to, uh, and he started off quite well mm. and then it was sort of uh, slipped a wee bit but I do love the uh, the coverage I don't know if you watched any of it on Sky when they do the uh, the open verdict at the end oh I watched that the, last night yeah they've mm. got Lee Westwood on and he um, he sort of that was fascinating his bunker shots yesterday that's what I thought out of the sandy bit I didn't know it was called the bunker but yeah the uh, <laughs> sandy hit, bit hitting the ball out of the sand the round, yeah. hitting the round thing with the stick yeah, yeah but basically the, the blo- what the bloke did is he, he sort of took the ball and he, he put it in different places yeah. for Lee to play and really awkward places, and he showed how brilliant he is yeah. in manufacturing shots and the way he manoeuvred his body into getting to the right position. Fantastic, it was really, stuff. really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was really good stuff. Um, I backed. I always because it's always a, it's a good betting event. The golf, of, uh, you know, the Open. Oh yeah, because there's you know there's so many to choose from, and it is a lo- <laughs> that, that doesn't make it a good bet. Well, it, it does. Bet. Well, <laughs> you know, because you can get. Well, it's more fun. It's like the Grand National. It's, it is a bit like the Grand National. Um, my son does the golf podcast for. William Hill, mm. and whenever there's a big event like this, he tips me two golfers, and it, with spectacular lack of success. <laughs> and I'm just wondering whether William Hill's, uh, whether that's actually part of his job to tip golfers <laughs> who are not going to win the Open. Because I back Tiger Woods. Can you on, libel your own son? Yeah, because <laughs> I back Tiger Woods on my own, off my own, but, you know, just from what stuff oh, yeah. I read in the papers, yeah, sure, yeah. and I thought, yeah, it's always he usually gives you a decent run for your mm. money, Tiger. Um, so I backed him off. Then I backed um, Leishman and Garcia. They, those were my um, my son's tips. And I thought, you know, I might as well have backed Andy Garcia because <laughs> he's just absolutely nowhere in it. Oh, dear. Um, but I'm enjoying the coverage of that. Anyway. Yeah, it's all good. I think, all, I think all Sky good. did very well. Good. Saw an amazing... Uh, I watched... Because the World Cup's now over. So sad. 
because the World Cup's now over, I was wondering whether the World Cup actually sort of comes into my week of sport. So yeah. I did, did watch the World Cup finals. <laughs> World Cup final does. Yeah, I watched the World Cup final. Yeah. And, sort of, and the third and fourth place games since you were last And the third and fourth play, that was terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you start getting excited about the Premier League. So you're watching, uh, I mean, if you've been watching Sky during the World Cup, you're already excited about the Premier League. That's very true. So I watched Premier League World. There was an amazing self-flagellating interview with Glenn Helder, formerly Arsenal. I don't know, have you ever seen this interview? No. Oh, it's, I mean, it's quite literally self-flagellating because he keeps hitting himself on the head like that all what, the time. Does he feel he didn't fulfil himself? Oh, as, totally. Totally. Really? I mean, he goes through all the mistakes he made. First of all, he talks about how he laid on uh, Dennis Bergkamp's first goal. That was his cross that Bergkamp scored <clears> from <throat> his first goal. Um, and then he it's goes... all downhill from there, though. It was, more or less. <laughs> really? okay. And then he goes into everything that went wrong, you know, when he um, went to uh, Benfica on loan. Uh, he said there are two things in football that really annoy him. He did the whole interview in Dutch, oh, yeah. uh, but they had, it was a translation, thankfully. But he did this uh, he did this whole interview, and he said, and it always sounds more aggressive in Dutch, and like, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was a hell of a lot of that going on. <laughs> a lot of hooking. A lot Which does make it... That's quite ethnic, really. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. but more on the Dutch level, yeah. Yes, so there's a lot, a lot, a lot of Dutch mm. going on. But he was, he was talking about the two things in football that annoy him. One is being spat at, which we know footballers, it's absolute mm, uh, anathema true, yeah. to footballers. Mm. And the other one is being elbowed. And he, when he went to Benfica, somebody elbowed him and he kicked them so hard, he was saying that he did his ankle in. And then, so, you know, that was... Bit, I, mean, I think that's the definition of hapless, isn't it? Pretty hapless. Mm, well, yeah. his whole life was hapless. I thought, that, I thought you were going to say that he elbowed him and spat on him at the same time for the dual worst thing that's ever happened to him in football. No, but he, he, <laughs> no. he kicked him so he didn't spit. No, I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say that, definitely was not. Frank, the most famous spitter in football history. Rijkaard. He was yeah. Dutch. Yes. Maybe it's a Dutch thing, I don't know. But um, <laughs> the, the great thing is he, 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 became, he became addicted to gambling. You know, he, was a gambler, mm. he, was, he had all sorts of addictions, but one was gambling. And at the start of the interview, he said, um, what you have to remember is gambling addicts are the biggest liars. And then he started doing the interview, and I thought, hang on, he's saying gambling addicts are the biggest liars, and I'm not supposed to believe this interview. <laughs> I can't believe anything um, in it. Yeah, but oh. it's a hell of a story. Well, it really is a hell of a story. Interesting. I wonder how many people watch that apart from you. Very few. It was on, it was on like the middle of the morning. I was watching uh, a fantastic episode of Judge Rinder. Oh, Did you yeah. ever watch it? And I was just flipping round. Isn't that like Judge Judy? Isn't it the same exactly show? The same. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Mm. But I, I think he does it rather well, Judge Rinder. I mean, the, the cases aren't as good as the American cases. But mm. there was a, the case this week. It's not exactly sport, but I can tell well, you no. if you, if you try want. Try and put a no, sport please do. twist on Sorry? it. Try and put a sport I'll try and put a sport twist, twist on it. <laughs> well, there was this guy, yeah. right, who looked like he might have been a... Tennis player. Probably, yeah, he looked okay. like he might have been. Actually, no, he, yeah, looked, done it. he looked nothing like mm, a tennis yeah. player. He looked it. like he might have been a very lower league footballer. Right. But he had the worst teeth I've ever seen. He had Some of them were yellow. Is it Luke Chadwick? <laughs> some <laughs> of them were yellow. <laughs> some of them were brown. Mm. And some of them were just broken. You know, it's like yeah. the old musical joke, teeth like the Ten Commandments, all broken. Yeah, yeah. But he had these, these terrible teeth. <laughs> And uh, there was a, a woman who was suing him for maintenance because he'd had a one-night stand and mm. she'd got pregnant through this one-night stand. Anyway, Judge Rinder is, is sort of questioning him, interrogating him about his uh, history mm. in the boudoir. And I couldn't believe it. I thought, you know, because he was saying that he'd, you know, he'd slept with lots and lots of these different women. And you look at it, it's rather like watching Jeremy Kyle. And you sometimes wonder... 
how these people who you know how much alcohol or how much you know was mm-hmm. necessary to actually um, commit the deed. I, saw, I, saw I, great, love the, I love the off season. We've, yeah, lot, we've, never, we've never done Judge Rinder before. Well, uh, you know, there, there was a story. There was a story uh, about six months ago uh, of an Asian guy that decided to sue his Asia, his then Asian wife, who he was getting a divorce from, because he couldn't work out why his children were so ugly. And then it transpired that he found out, like, five years before he met her, she was incredibly ugly, and she'd had lots of plastic surgery to look beautiful. Oh, oh wow. Now, that that's an interesting a, story. That would be a good one for judge. Yeah. That would be a good one for that. I don't know the ruling. I'd recommend it to the judge. Tell you off. I couldn't care about it. Yeah. Oh, I've also been... fascinating. <laughs> really. It is fascinating. I've also been watching... Now, I wonder if you were there, Andy, in 1977... Possibly. ...when Chelsea beat Hull 3-0... And there were three pitch invasions. Were you at that match? Oh, God, I don't and know. Ray Wilkins. Very possible. Fantastic yeah. ball through to... I mean, you were one of the... You may have been one of the hooligans. That <laughs> Brian Moore was giving you a very bad press. I'd say I was there, because I, 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 I went from 58 to, I'd say, 83. Are these your ages? No. <laughs> 1958 to 83. And I then got a bit disillusioned with it all. It was quite an unpleasant experience. And I didn't go back till uh, about 1989. Yeah, well, this looked pretty unpleasant, 1977. Mm. Um, Eddie McCready was uh, on the touchline with dark glasses oh, yeah. and a very extravagant spoon collar. Did you ever see the... Uh... He, he was a great manager. They wouldn't. He had to leave, though, because they wouldn't buy him a new a company car, club car. Is that right? Yeah, he wasn't happy but about Chelsea, it. But Chelsea, I mean, they were obviously in the second division. I mean, those mm. were the days when you could slip down to the second division and get straight back I remember writing to him, Eddie McCready, with some advice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. How old were you when you did that? Oh, well, I've been about 20-something. What was your advice? I don't remember. How do I remember? Brian Mears. Play did... him and don't play him and why don't you try this? And and, to, like and how, how ironic that years later you now say it on national radio to yeah. the Chelsea Isn't that amazing? But yeah. still to no effect. Yeah. So the, but he, he, went, he went, took the microphone and went to the middle of the pitch, you know. Oh, yeah, and, yeah no, 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 I remember that. Asked people to stop invading yes, the no, pitch. that's quite a famous I think he moment. may have addressed you personally. I think he said, <laughs> Andy Jacobs, <laughs> on your hooligan entourage, could you please stop invading the pitch? Because... I went. I knew a bloke that used to stand in the shed when it was really, you know, quite a hostile place. Yeah, terrible place. I remember, and we were at school together, and I was season ticket holder in the posh bit. And I said to him, "Do you want to?" I had a spare ticket. I said, "Do you want to come and watch the game with me?" And I'll never forget this because he basically spent the whole game looking for the trouble. He never hardly watched the football. Mm. He said, "Oh, it's gone off over there." He's looking at the other end. It's gone off over there. You, you can't know. see this, everyone, but Andy's doing a great Tommy Cooper impression. <laughs> All over there. Oh, one thing I forgot to say yeah, yeah. about Glenn Helder. How many footballers or ex-footballers you know who have done an interview and then asked if there are any spoons handy and played the spoons at the end of the interview? Glenn Helder said there are any spoons and they gave him a couple of spoons <laughs> and he played the spoons brilliantly it's Eddie Spoons sorry Glenn Spoons Helder <laughs> yeah. he played the spoons brilliantly he, he was a, on the Dutch version of the good old days I bet he was you know because he's a fantastic <laughs> percussionist you know because that's how he's got his life together by playing the oh, drums really? and that's, being, that's does, quite a positive story yeah, I, you I make it sound quite tempting I might, I might <laughs> check it out this yeah. interview played the sp- yeah have a look at it Eddie in fact have a look Not Eddie Glenn, Glenn. Glenn. yeah it was Eddie, Eddie? McCre- <laughs> I'm getting myself with Eddie McCready <laughs> Glenn 
Eddie held Eddie McCready it. played the spoons. No, Eddie McCready had the dark glasses and the spoon collar. He had a spoon he, collar. That's, yeah, that's it, very true. And they were very fashionable in those days. But he had those dark glasses that weren't. They were. What do you call those lenses that? Che- Sunglasses. No, no, no. They're, they're a type of lens. Is it unchromatic or something? Chromatic. Where basically you, you're in sort of like they're normal, and then the sun comes out and they go dark. Oh yeah, fading glasses. Yeah. Yeah, those glasses. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he plays a spoon, as Glenn Helder. And something <laughs> we were so trying to get off that, weren't we? <laughs> Good. It's you, ha- you don't happen to have a recording of it, Glenn. Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to go on the the internet now yeah, and right. see if there is one, and then uh, I'll play it. Play it tonight. Uh, I was, trying tonight. To, I was tonight. desperately yeah. trying to think of a footballer whose surname sounds like the word spoon, so I could say, what about? Yeah. Can't think of one. Yeah. Tweet me now, Andy Gobson 05. Yeah, uh, true. Spoons related football yeah. uh, tweets. Well, do, maybe do that on your show. No, than... you do it on yours. <laughs> <laughs> Footballers that sound like spoons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are any, anything spoons related or cutlery related? I, honestly, <laughs> we, we, will, we, will, we, we will get them. I know you think we won't, but we you, you will. will. I know you will. You did. Our audience are fantastic. Yeah, let me just check if any have come in yet. Andy Gobson 05. No, not yet. Not yet. I'll read them all out at one minute past four. How about that? <laughs> uh, Martin, when are you next on TalkSport? I'm next on Talk Radio, talk radio uh, one o'clock in the morning. This okay. is the start of a long, long day for me. I know you're very keen on the, your podcast this but week. Yeah, it's doing very well, apparently. Yeah, it's uh, doing very well. And you say this one's quite a special episode. I saw it's you a special tweeting. episode, but, well, <laughs> only because she, she's 17, my daughter, mm. and uh, I'm a good deal older than that. And I sometimes enlighten her about things that went on in the past, and she tries to join in with it. And we're talking about a vet, and uh, I, I was mentioning that he had access to methadone, and he, put, uh, he puts down old pets. And she says, oh, he doesn't put down old people like Harold Wilson did. And I say, no, no, Harold Shipman, Harold Wilson didn't put down old people. Um, but it's, all, it's, it's very funny when she gets the references completely wrong. It's So thank you for downloading the H&J Daily Podcast. Uh, Paul and Andy will be back next week. Rod was great, wasn't he? Well, maybe, maybe Rod and Andy will be back next week. <laughs> no, I think they will. Hey, you know what? He's fantastic. <laughs> it's more like Cumber Frog, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Good work, boys. Thank you for having me, as always. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.